Nintendo Wii. Isn't it Nintendo Us? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Popular Science's Techathlon, tech news through games, trivia, and usually friendly competitions. I'm your host, Jason Letterman, and playing along with me today are Corinne, decorate the tree Iozio. My tree is actually silver. It looks like a giant ball of tinsel. It's amazing. Stan, hang the wreath horror check. I thought we were going to have cookie nicknames because everyone's eating cookies in the studio. Stan, Christmas cookie horror check. That's worse. Oatmeal (laughs) raisin. And Rob, elf on a shelf, mensch on a bench, Verger. Aw, thanks for both the Christian version and the Jewish version in there. No problem. They also sell one called Snoop on a Stoop, which is Snoop Dogg. Really? Oh, it's it's not Snoopy? A tiny Snoop Dogg that Mm. you can hide in your house. I wish it was Snoopy. I'm waiting for Shrek on a deck. Yeah. (laughs) These are brilliant, brilliant ideas. Yeah. Free for you to use. <laughs> Let's get started with the Tecathlon Decathlon. Ten trivia questions to catch you up on the week's tech news. I'll ask our panel all about what's been happening in the tech world since our last episode. They'll buzz in to answer and get points for each question they correctly answer. They'll also have the opportunity to steal any question that their fellow panelists answer incorrectly, as long as it's not true or false or multiple choice. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game will win a rare compliment from Stan Horacek. So Ooh. it's all up for grabs, folks. What happens one. if Stan wins? Then he has to compliment himself. Yeah, I'm like Lizzo. I'm just <laughs> self-reaffirming all the time. Let's get started. Question number one. After more than 20 years, what designer has finally left Apple to start his own company called Love From? Corinne. Johnny Ive. Johnny Ive. That's it. Love From's first client will be Apple. He was just learning how to love. (laughs) From. (laughs) Question number two. What gaming console, the fourth most popular ever sold, according to last year's Guinness Book of World Records, celebrated its 25th anniversary last week? Corinne. That would be the PlayStation. It is the PlayStation, the very first PlayStation. It came out on December 3rd, 1994 in Japan, and then a few months later came out in the U.S. How does it feel to be younger than a game console, Jason? I'm older than the game console. I know, I was making a joke. I'm a baby. Baby. Literal baby. (laughs) (laughs) Question number three is a multiple choice question. Google co-founders Larry Page and Sergey Brin announced last week that they would be stepping back from Alphabet, Google's parent company. Google's CEO Sundar Pinchai is now officially Alphabet's CEO, too. In what year was Alphabet founded, splitting up Google and the other bets? Your choices are... Stan buzzing in before the choices. You can give them the choices if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's 2015. It's B, 2015. Yeah. Good job. Is that legal? The buzz in before the question's I done? I think as long as you answer the question. The question was, the the question question was, was done. done. Just I the didn't know that there were out. choices coming. He don't you listen? Did he say it's <laughs> yes, multiple choice? Yes, he said this is a multiple choice question. Stan blacks out as soon yeah. as I say let's get started until, <laughs> until we get the first break. I, I'm like Alexa, and then I listen for keywords, and then I just spit back. You've got to wait. You word. listen for the voice to go right, up at the so end, I, and that's I won't, all you get. I won't do that again next time. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, you will, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm also not going to answer any more questions. <laughs> he doesn't want to have to say a nice thing about himself. For a bonus point... In what year was Google founded, according to Larry and Sergey's letter? Rob. 1998? 1998. Woohoo! That's it. Nice. It was very funny because they had made this announcement on like a Tuesday afternoon with no real run-up or anything. So quickly, as quickly as possible, all the tech blogs put up a thing that said like, Larry and Sergey left Google. Developing story. It's like none of them were longer than 40 words. So breathless. Yeah, so they could get it up as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is that that's Google's fault. 
that they were trying to get their post at the top of Google yes. about they Google. They were all fighting Google's algorithm <laughs> to get to the top yeah, of the thing with point. the Google news. I felt very like I, I enjoyed that performance. It was very like performance art of like, we need to get this story about Google up as quick as we can to impress the Google. <laughs> and they, they did. Good job, guys. Question number four. In many parts of the world, it's illegal to drive while holding up a cell phone. What country claims it's rolled out the world's first cell phone detection system using cameras and AI to spot offenders? Are there choices this time? Nope. It's Australia. It is Australia. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So any image deemed to contain a person using a cell phone by the AI will be sent to a human for confirmation. There's a three-month grace period from the time that the program starts of warnings, after which fines of $300 or more, if you're in a school zone, will start being doled out. There was a stand-up comedian who did a YouTube video where he would drive around looking at a cookie that he made that was shaped like a smartphone. And then if he got pulled over, he would eat the cookie. <laughs> Which, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's it's hard to have someone verify that you're distracted. Yeah. Stan just reminded me that there's cookie in the room. <laughs> yeah. It's all coming back to cookies today. Mm-hmm. Another thing I think is cool about this program is that Some of the cameras are stationary, but some of them are roving, so they're not going to say where they're set up in the country. They're just going to put them up without warning, and so you always have to be on your best behavior because the camera could show up any day. Just try pinning this on the map, Waze. Yeah, exactly. It's constantly changing. People are going to get busted looking at Waze to try and avoid Oh, my God, the loop. Wow. We're back in the loop. (laughs) It's the singularity. Question number five. With all of the bad press Facebook has gotten over the last few years, many folks are still hesitant to shut down their accounts because they'd lose access to their photos. But Facebook announced last week that it's testing a new tool in Ireland to transfer a person's photos to what service? Stan. Google Photos. Google Photos. The tool will be made available worldwide in the first half of 2020. It could also open to other services in the future, including Apple, Twitter, and Microsoft, among others. Although Google Photos is probably the best photo cloud service. Oh, it's really I don't good. want any others. I just need that. It's good. I like it. Yeah, it's it's super good. And this is also one of those things that, uh, going back to something we haven't, dusting off the old GDPR conversation that we haven't had in a while, where in Europe... One of the GDPR general data protection things is that your data has to be portable. So they can't give you – if you download all your stuff from Facebook, it can't be in some proprietary thing that you can't That you open. then can only o- open through some sort of Facebook product. Yeah. So like this idea of data portability uh, is going to be more important going forward if only because more regulations are going to tell the companies that they have to do it because they can't sort of screw you over by giving you back your data in a format that's useless. Have you downloaded any of your stuff? I downloaded all of my Flickr photos when Flickr mm-hmm. was doing that weird thing. Uh, I still you pay for Flickr Pro, but I downloaded everything and then uploaded it to Google Photos. Mm-hmm. That ruined my Google Photos because it didn't download the originals from my Flickr. It oh, downloaded no. everything, so it thought everything that I downloaded was from that one day. <laughs> so now it's all just this giant mishmash, and I have to rely on Google's AI search, which is still it's pretty, pretty good. good, but it's not ideal. It's fine. Question number six. Twitter caught some flack just after Thanksgiving due to a plan to free up usernames by deleting accounts that hadn't tweeted in six months. The site faced major backlash, though, and has delayed the plan until until further notice due to what argument from the Internet? Rob. 
One of them was that people who had died might have their accounts, you know, dormant for six months, but you don't want to have them automatically shut down. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. There's no way to memorialize the accounts of users who have died. Facebook began allowing users to assign legacy contacts in 2015 to take over your account if someone died. And now it'll say remembering your name instead of just your name so you can see that it's a, a memorial profile. This is so morbid. Just thinking look, about, like, who would I put? Yeah. I mean, look, here. here's yeah. the thing is, like, we're all going to die at some point. So I'm kind of gotta, okay with my Facebook going away with me. I'm just going to go out on a limb. But what about your Twitter username? Do you want someone to be able to tweet from it if it's uh, not you? Fair. That is totally fair. I'm yep. going to be so much better at Twitter once I'm dead and I can't be around <laughs> to ruin my Twitter account anymore. It just gets progressively worse with every single tweet. Question number seven is multiple choice. Stan, there are answers this time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Apple has released its end of year charts revealing the most popular games on iPhone and iPad of 2019. What game was the most popular free iPhone game of this year? Was it A, Mario Kart Tour, B, Call of Duty Mobile, C, Fortnite, or D, Wordscapes? Rob. C, Fortnite. I knew you were going to go for it. It's wrong. Ah, it's wrong. It's not Fortnite. I said it decisively, even though I wasn't sure. <laughs> it's like walking into a building past a doorman. I'm just going to act like it's right. Yeah. yeah. Carrying a clipboard, I work here. <laughs> It was A, Mario Kart Tour. I was going to uh, say, because like, we were all so busy griping about the premium upgrade features, but the fact of the matter is, is that the game was free to begin with. Yeah. So we don't know what the numbers are for it, but we know that it's the most popular free game downloaded this year from the App Store. People are so lame. Like, they're just <laughs> like, well, what's the thing I recognize? That. That's what I want. So five bucks says whatever next year's is, is some sort of Star Wars thing, because that's <laughs> how you sell stuff in 2019 and 2020, is you just put Star Wars on it, and people go, I recognize that, and then that's their favorite thing from now on. So that's my prediction. Let's come back to this. Okay. <laughs> Question number eight. Two different music streaming services announced that they'll host their own music awards ceremony for the first time. Can you name the two services? Rob. Apple Music and Spotify. That's it. The Apple Music one looks cool. It, the award is weird. I kind of like it, but it's weird. It's like a uh, space coaster. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> way of describing it, a space coaster. Apple Music's winners were curated by its team. Those awards have already happened by the time you're listening to this. Spotify's is going to occur in 2020, and it's going to be chosen by listener data. For a bonus point, where will the Spotify awards be held next year? Ooh, what a question. Mm. Are you looking at me so I can no, say Tuscaloosa, no. Alabama? Yeah, that's pretty much what's going on in my head right now. <laughs> One day that's where something something will be, and I'll get it right. I don't know. I'm just going to take a shot. Go for it. I'm just going to say Stockholm because they're a Swedish company. It's a, a great guess, but it's incorrect. Okay. The answer I'm looking for was Tuscaloosa, Alabama. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's in Mexico City. Mm. The announcement video was in Spanish as well. Cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Question number nine. It's been more than a decade since the App Store launched, but what website for the exchange of goods and services finally released its first official app for iPhones and iPads last week? Rob. Craigslist? Craigslist. I've always thought it was weird that there was no app, but I guess there is now. Now there officially is, so you can get murdered on your phone, not just your computer from now yeah. on. 
<laughs> I want to be murdered in both places. <laughs> I love Craigslist. I'm definitely going to download it. You're going to yeah. definitely t- buy lots and lots of boxes of random camera crap. I buy so many. Yeah, I've sold so many things through Craigslist. It's been is s- it boxes of random camera crap? Yeah, Stan I might have bought Stan. them. Yeah. Yeah. It's been good lately again because. I think for a while, as a person, a connoisseur of buying fine trash that other people don't want. Uh, and probably eating some, too. I think, oh. yeah, absolutely. Sorry. I think the, the, the Marie Kondo effect really sort of put a damper on Craigslist buying stuff for a while. Like, I think people were just— Or more, did it supercharge it from the seller side? I think they were more—I think people were more cavalier about just throwing stuff in the trash to get rid of it mm. because all of a sudden, like, it was really important that their drawer had four things in it <laughs> instead of just, like, getting rid of any of their stuff responsibly. Mm-hmm. So, like, it really seemed like it dried up for a while. But now maybe, like, that effect has worn off because lately there's been a ton of cool uh, stuff back again. Also, I just feel like eBay has gotten— precipitously more terrible. Nothing's cheap anymore. Everything's so Well, and it's all just, like, I used to go to eBay to find oddities and really random things and something incredibly specific that I remembered from when I was seven. And now it's just, like, being at Walmart. Yeah, and I think that's partly due to the idea of, like, the Gary Vaynerchuk school of thought where Mm -hmm. he's always on the internet. Like, he's like a mogul, internet mogul, for those of you who don't know, and he's always proselytizing this idea of, like, hustling by going to the dollar store or going on Craigslist, buying random garbage, and then trying to flip it for more money yep. uh, and never going to sleep ever and always hustling. And I think that, like, there's been a real rise in that lately where it's, like, people drop shipping trash products that you don't want on eBay just to try and make $3 or whatever. And question number 10, the final question of the round. Users of what social network will have to enter their birthday when setting up a new account, according to new guidelines set up last week? Rob. Instagram. It's Instagram. Instagram already has an age minimum. You have to be 13 to sign up, according to the terms of service. And they're not going to verify birthdays when you enter them. They're just sort of counting on people to be honest. But this is great for advertising, for making sure that kids don't see, like, smoking ads or vaping ads or alcohol ads. I think Assuming I, that they put in their correct birthday. Uh, right. Again, this is yeah, <laughs> Instagram. This is a lot of faith in the user. This is Instagram going, honor system, you guys. It's like anytime you go on to the website of you know an adult beverage company. And you have to be like, 21 yeah, to visit the check, website. Yeah, click this box if you're over 21. Like, okay. <laughs> sure. After 10 questions, the score is... Corinne has two, Stan has three, but Rob has five points. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Stan, do you want to do your compliment on the podcast or do you want to do it off the air? It's your sweet ears, bro. Good job. Oh, thank you. Way to go. (laughs) Sweet ears? (laughs) Yeah. But my ears are covered by these headphones. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Are those not your ears? Um, <laughs> I don't know. No. I'm, I'm, sometimes I just remember Rob's ears. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of my ears after this podcast. It's getting really weird in yeah. here. All right. That's our cue to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Listen to the world around you. What can you hear right now? A coworker chatting on the phone? A car driving past on the street? The hiss of steam pipes heating a building? Now think about all the sounds that happen on Earth every day. Bats screech overhead, howler monkeys, well, howl, and blue whales bellow below the ocean. Thunder claps while sand dunes sing, and rockets launch to planets where our own voices would sound different. 
Meanwhile, we're detecting mysterious radio bursts around the globe, inventing languages of gibberish, creating sound effects with animal noises, playing 300-year-old instruments, listening to music, trying to calm crying babies, and looking for that one place of complete silence. The world is a symphony and a cacophony of aural experiences. Read and hear all about it in the noise issue of Popular Science. Available on newsstands now and at popsci.com slash listen. Welcome back. For 32 years, Popular Science has put out an annual list of the top innovations of the year, which we call Best of What's New, or Bound for short. This year's list is out. You can see it now at popsci.com. And Corinne wrote a game to celebrate. Yeah, I realized this week that I think I've worked on more Best of What's New packages than anybody else. This is my 10th time on the merry-go-round, and there's a lot of products banging around in my brain because a lot of stuff has happened since 1988, which was the first, sorry, a lot of stuff has happened since 1988, which was the first year that PopSci gave out these awards. The Bedazzler won that year, Yeah, I, I mean, recall. We, but there's like, a lot of really cool, important stuff, like iPhones and electric cars and Olestra. Mm. You remember mm. Olestra? No. It Olestra is... People diary. Oh, my God. Olestra is fake fat that they put in potato chips and things like that. And if you ate too much of it, which, of course, you would because you're like, no fat potato chips, you just completely <laughs> your brains out. Oh, <laughs> it's like uh, like the Haribo gummy bears, the sugar-free ones. Yes. They literally put an FDA warning on it that says may cause anal leakage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's not a paraphrase. Nope. That's exactly that is, what it said. That is exactly what that disclaimer said. So we're going to take a quick spin. We're going to play a rapid fire game. I'm going to test your knowledge about how well you know when all of these really cool, amazing innovations happened. I'm going to read you the name of a product and a very quick description of it if it's necessary. You have to tell me what year it came out. And because this is a little bit tricky, I'm giving you guys a one-year margin of error. So if... The product came out in 1990, and you say 1989 or 1991, you still get the point. You also will get the point if you answer it dead on correctly. Great. Cool. Ready? All right, Stan, we're going to start with you. The GM Impact Electric Car. This is the one that Al Gore made a movie about. 1996. 1990. Oh. All right. (laughs) She gave you the answer in the example, and you weren't paying attention. (laughs) All right, Rob? Yeah. Lego Mindstorms, the robot blocks that come alive. Whoa. 2008. 1998. Okay, pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the original Mindstorm. That yep. was like the first That one. was the first, first right. Mindstorms. Yeah. All right. I had a Mindstorm in my brain right now. <clears throat> Jason, Xbox Live, which was the beginning of the era of internet accessible content. Mm. It's definitely in the 2000s. I think I would have got um, this one. Stan. 2000. Four. 2003, Point Jason. Whoa. Yeah. Stan, the Parrot AR drone, which might have been the first quadcopter that most people actually saw. Was it 2017? No. Oh, I'm thinking of the other Parrot drone. We put a different Parrot drone we did. in yeah, the two magazine. Two years ago. To, oh, the AR drone. Okay, this doesn't count, but I want to make a guess just for perpetuity. Yep. Uh, Posterity. W- whatever, yeah. T- 2010. Yes. Bang on, but no point for you. That's fine. All Good right. job. I don't care about the actual game. I just want to look cool. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, yes. when was the debut of Google Maps? Oh, uh, I think that was 2007. 2005. Ah, so close. Oh, so close. 
Jason, the first Sonos digital music system, wireless, hi-fi, multi-room audio. Mm. I'm trying to think about when we got it in my house. Uh, early adopters? Yeah, very early adopters, actually. I think I was in high school. 2007? 2004. Oh, that's earlier than I would have thought. Really? The first that's... one was, it didn't look nice. Right. It has it bears very little resemblance to the Sonos we all now know and love. It's very odd to think that back then the idea of a wireless speaker was like, wow. Because <laughs> now, like, <laughs> yeah. if a speaker has a wire, I'm like, what is this trash? Get in the, <laughs> get out of my house. Why does it have a tail? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stan. The Sony Mini Disc. Wow. I'm. Let's see. I had one in 2003. I'm going to say 1999. 91. Really? It was that really? early? Yeah. Wow. I was surprised it stuck around for that long. 91. Right. A good year. Mm-hmm. Speaking of stupid speakers you have to plug into walls, Rob, the Bose Wave Radio. Whoa. Uh, 2001. 1993. Okay. I, pretty close. I, I would have known that one because it's on Seinfeld all the time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like they show it randomly on in a bunch of Seinfeld episodes, so I knew it was really old. It was so expensive. It was, and they used to be TV commercials. Yep. And is they that would, the the one with the infomercial where it would grow, and they were like, "Look how big the sound yes, is." Yes, that's such exactly the one. It, it, it looked like a slice of pie. Yeah, and they show you like a diagram of the sound moving moving through it. Mm -hmm. Like so weird to think of a commercial for a radio. At this point. <laughs> Uh, okay, Jason, the Diamond Rio, which was the actual first portable MP3 player. 1992. 1998. Oh, I would have got that one that, right I would have gotten that right, too, yeah. I was six. <laughs> <laughs> okay, child. Uh, Stan. Yes. TiVo. Do I need to tell people what TiVo is? It was no. DVR before DVR. <laughs> I vaguely think I remember when TiVo came out. I'm going to say... I feel like I've said this for every single answer, but I'm going to guess 1998. 1999, point stand. Uh, I almost said 1999, too, but that's what I said last time. Because <laughs> TiVo still exists in some form or another. I, what, right before I cut the cord several months ago, my cable box was still a TiVo, but I literally could not give it away. Nobody wanted it. Well, because you had to pay for service. Yeah. TiVo was like a, a subscription service. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like you Well, you have to pay box. for your DVR service through the cable company, too. Most people, a lot of people probably don't think about it, but you're paying $10 a month for the privilege of recording things. Is that, is there, or is that just to rent a box? I guess it's the same thing. Yeah. Now. But it used to be that you would buy a but TiVo. But the DVR box is more expensive than the non-DVR box. And you could subscribe to TiVo for life, right? Mm -hmm. Wasn't there like a thing where you could there was, get it? Like it was like 200 bucks and you got it for life. Right. And now it's just totally irrelevant and you're a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> now I just overpay for Hulu. All right, Rob. Anti-lock brakes, which were brought to us by a company called Delco Moraine. Hmm. I want to guess 1989. 1990. Ah, yay. Nice one. Point Rob. Thank Point you. Point Rob. Um, On the board. Yeah, years ago, it was the 25th anniversary of Best of What's New. We did like a NCAA-style bracket for what, when we had the readers for uh, popside.com vote about what the innovation of the last 25 years was. And I ranted and raved because anti-lock brakes got knocked out in the first round. Right. And it made me so mad. Well, I think there's a lot of people who that's, don't know what it is. That's so unlike you to get so mad about something. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it it just got me all spun up because anti-lock brakes have literally saved a life in ev of everybody in this room on multiple occasions, whether or not you know it. Yeah. I don't like that they're abbreviated ABS. They should be ALB. That's my point that I want to make on the podcast. 
Thanks. They, they, <laughs> Rob has said his piece. Bring, bringing up the important issues. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving Jason, on. Jason, the Apple Newton personal digital assistant. <laughs> 95? 92. Wow. That's as old as me. Yeah, that's one of those things, if you see it, you're like, 1992. <laughs> like, it just looks... It just it's screams. the size of a sob, and it's yeah. gray. And it's just yeah. this giant box. Looks yeah. like a... Yeah. All right, Stan. The Intel Pentium chip. The chip that told us all that you want Intel inside. All right, so we're on... Well, we're on 8th generation Core i processors, so... Oh, God, he's nerding Let's it. go back... <laughs> I don't actually know. Uh, 1996. 93. Okay. All right, Rob. Mm-hmm. The Motorola StarTac. This is that amazing flip phone that everybody had and we all still miss. Uh, 2003. 1996. Oh, pretty close. Damn it. That's what I always <laughs> say for all the answers. Yeah. All right, Jason. Nintendo Wii. Mm, isn't it Nintendo Us? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. The Wii... Came out in. You were alive, I think. Yes, I was definitely alive. <laughs> Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Bang on the money. All right, Stan. Satellite radio, Sirius and XM actually debuted in the same year. Two thousand four. Two thousand one. Ah, it's earlier than I thought. Obviously, clearly, because I said two thousand four. <laughs> okay, Rob. Your last question: the Rob. Amazon Kindle. Ooh. Hang on, because I kind of remember. Buying one. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to say 2008. 2008, it is. Oh, that was right. also going to be my guess. Really? I, th- I would have guessed way earlier. Man, my I guess I suck at time. <laughs> <laughs> like Anything before t- 2018 was just, just 1996. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe I should go to the doctor after this. Huh. <laughs> Do you have Benjamin Button syndrome? Yeah. You're just getting younger. Okay, Jason, last question. Google Glass. 2000. Five. 2013. Oh, wow. Okay, so... Google Glass was the best. While Kieran adds up the points here, Google yep. Glass was the best because I went to CES that year after they had announced it, and a couple of the, like, fancy pants tech pundit guys had the Google Glass. Oh, you have crazy. never seen anyone prouder of themselves <laughs> in your entire life than some, like, a tech person walking into the press room at CES with the Google Glasses on. I remember trying, I was on at Newsweek and the Daily Beast then, and I remember trying them on in 2012. So that, that would have been my guess. But yeah, so nerdy. So we have a tie. Out of six questions, Jason and Rob both answered two correctly, 33%. You're both failing, but still winning. We're it was gonna a hard do, game. We're going to do a tiebreaker. I'll take winning, but failing. We're going to do a tiebreaker to see who is failing the least. Obviously, the very first iPhone was a big winner in Best of What's New the year it came out in 2007, but it was by far and away not the best-selling iPhone we've had in the generation since. The iPhone 6 was the fastest-selling iPhone in history. That was my first iPhone. So, three months after its release, how many in millions iPhone 6s did Apple sell? Closest wins. 250 million. 100 million. Rob wins 71.5 million phones in three months. That's a lot of phones. Wow. Thanks, Corinne. And Rob, congratulations. Oh, thanks. Let's move on to our final game of the episode. PlayStation turned 25 last week, and it's hard to remember an era without it, although that could be, again, because I was two when it was released. But as I got older, my friends and I experienced the joys of this console and its games, which inspired the game that you are about to play, panel. 
I'm going to play you an iconic sound effect or line from a PlayStation game. You have to tell me the franchise it comes from, so you don't have to name the specific game as long as you know the general title. And whoever has the most points wins. It's really that simple. I've got three sound effects for everybody. We're going to start with Stan. What game is this noise from? What have I got? <laughs> what the hell was that? Uh, is it Banjo-Kazooie? It's not Banjo-Kazooie. Okay, that's a real silly name, so I it's, figured... Also, it's Crash Bandicoot. Uh, oh, so close. I thought those were the exact same thing. So. <laughs> One is a Bandicoot, the other is a bear and a bird. I didn't know also, any of those things. Different different consoles, but it was a good guess. Take your word for it. <laughs> we're going to go with Corinne now. Okay. Corinne, what game is this from? Bring them on. I think I smell a barbecue. I have... What? Um, I don't think I've ever played a video game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I haven't. I... 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 No idea. That's from Spyro the Dragon. Okay. Oh, it's talking right. about roasting sheep. Yeah, that was like one of the big PlayStation titles when yeah. it came out. Yeah, I just it looked too cutesy for me. I was too edgy at the it's time. It's a great game, and Spyro also had a second life in the Skylanders series, which right. was very popular a few years back. And now they've remastered the game um, and re-released it, the original games. Rob, here is your first sound. Double KO. <laughs> uh, what is that? Uh, talk radio, the game. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. This I, this is talk radio that gets on it right now. I chose this one specifically because it's double, so that was a hint as to the not the title of the game, but just that there are multiple people in the that you could play as. Uh double jeopardy? No, it's uh <laughs> it was Tekken. also not its own game. <laughs> it was Tekken. Tekken was really fun because they had that guy with the tiger's head, and you could do that move where you just flopped on the ground in front of them, and you could ruin their game. That was really fun. I have no, His I name have was no. King. What the hell are you talking about? His name was King. I loved Tekken. That was Tekken 2, I think. Okay. Stan, here's yours. This is, I think, my favorite sound effect in the game. Well, okay. Glad that phone call wasn't a total waste. Is that Regis? <laughs> it did. Is this Regis, yeah. Regis Philbin the game? <laughs> You're so close. Just say the thing. He doesn't know the thing. What? Steal. Is is it? What? Was it Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? It's Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Whoa. Was he the host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. Wow. He was the first host. Mm -hmm. A a whole part of my brain that was like littered with cobwebs just lit up. (laughs) Just old memories. I'd like to phone a friend. I remember the 90s again. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Jeez. Corinne, this next one's for you. This is, I think, the hardest one. Oh, thanks for that. It's Can I per- trade with what Stan just had? No. Oh. <laughs> hey, I got mine right. I know. If I, had I knew waste, that one. If I had wasted it, then it would be a different yeah. thing. It's a, it's a very iconic sound. It's just, it's it's tough. It sounds like a sword. And my brain keeps saying, like, Zelda, but that's Nintendo. You're you're in, you're thinking along the right lines here. Um, is it Nintendo games? <laughs> Nintendo games I have no earthly idea. It's from Mega Man. Oh. That's the sword from Mega Man. I know, I know. There's only one of these that I would really get for sure, and I'm wondering if I'll get it. Rob, your next sound. Bomb up. <laughs> That's disturbing. Can I hear the sound again? Bomb up. Is that Smurfs the game? It's not Smurfs the game. That's from Bomberman. Uh-huh, that was close. Oh, those games are so hard. Those games were great. I can't. The never, battle mode. I never. It was like Minesweeper, but fancier. 
I always had to play as the blue one, and my brother always had to play as the red one. Oh, yeah. Were you the little brother? Or, you know, uh, no, we're, the, tw- we're twins. twins. We're twins. Oh, so my little, we do have a little brother who is the black one. Okay, so he was the one who got the like terrible, broken, mad cats Correct. controller. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> good. I'm, I'm glad that dynamic played out in some way. <laughs> All right, Stan. Here's your last sound. We did it! I knew we could do it. You're really good at this. <laughs> wow, is it Barbie Horse Adventure? It's not Barbie Horse Adventure. It's Dora the Explorer. Oh, it was wow. one of the last PlayStation games made for PlayStation One. It's probably still available right now at GameStop for like thirty nine ninety nine. There's one right down the street. We can go find out. Yeah. All right, Corinne. This one is for you. This might be my favorite game on the list. See, this is the one I was hoping I would get. It sounds like Cartman. Why does it sound like Cartman? Is it Cartman? South Park the game? It's not. No, because the South Park game came out. I had it on the Nintendo 64. So maybe. I don't know. Is it a South Park game? It's not South Park the game. It sounds so much like Cartman. It's the PlayStation. PlayStation. What is it, Stan? Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. It's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah. That game absorbed a large chunk of my childhood. Yeah. That, like... The beginning to that one Suicide Machine song that they played in the very first Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is just forever tattooed on my brain. (laughs) Forever. The other sound effect that I almost chose for this game was when you find God and he goes, skate on, my son. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if that's still fun. Like, I remember. I bet it is. I bet it still would be fun. I bet I never played any of the, like, newer ones, like, past, like, the N64 one. Yeah. I bet the newer ones are not fun, but I bet the old one is still fun. I wonder if I can't get that on my phone yet. I feel like that should be on my phone. By There's, now. It's definitely somewhere out there. That's true. All right, Rob, here is your last sound effect. It's going to smell like Santa's ew socks. <laughs> um, is that uh, the North Pole, the game? It's not the North Pole, the game. That was the Grinch. Ah, that was close. You were, you were close. You were on the right track. But the winner of this game... Is Regis Philbin with one point? With one, <laughs> one point. Job. <laughs> so Stan, congratulations. It's a trend. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fax uh, a note to Regis about this. Yeah. He doesn't have Twitter. He has a fax. <laughs> I fax Regis all the memes he needs <laughs> on a daily basis. Do you fax him gifts? <laughs> yeah, it takes forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Stan and Regis, if you're listening. That's going to be it for this week. Have a wonderful week. We'll catch you back here next Monday for another edition of Popular Science's Techathlon. Techathlon is a popular science podcast. We're available on all major podcast platforms, so subscribe wherever you're listening now. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It will help other people to find the show. You can buy our merch, including t-shirts, tote bags, and mugs at popsci.threadless.com. The show is produced by the entire PopSci tech team and me, Jason Letterman. Our theme music is by Billy Cadden. If you have questions, suggestions, or opinions to share, tweet us at Show. Thanks for listening.